Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPAs. Today, along with Allison Rife Martin, Philip talks about a strategy high income and wealthy people use to keep their income taxes low using real estate, how depreciation and interest deductions work, and why understanding the rules of the game is important if you want to build long-lasting wealth. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, and this is going to be a good one with Allison today. I'm ready, Allison. What, what me, me too. Bring it on. Let's get cracking. <laughs> All right. So um, we were talking before about how I came across the you know Robert Kiyosaki podcast, Rich Dad podcast, and and I was uh, I didn't really feel like listening to it, uh, but it was talking about the benefits from a tax perspective of owning real estate. And so I went into show notes and I was like, all right, interest and depreciation. Okay. I, you know, I understand how you write off interest, you know, but that still means you're paying on a loan. You still get to, you know, write it off and depreciation. I don't really understand that. So I was like, let me, let me, let me make this episode with Allison, the beauty of having you on the podcast and kind of go through, you know, why, you know, high income or wealthy and, and, and wealthy families, you know, buy real estate and how it helps them reduce, uh, the, the, the future income from the money they get from the real estate. I'm with you on that one. And I will say that it is a great long-term investment because it starts, I think we were talking about the idea of shifting towards passive income. And that's one of the ways that the wealthy build income and the wealthy, you know, the perception that they're paying less income tax because it's all based on passive income. Meaning, it's not like me as a W-2 employee or self-employed where I'm having to go out and continually hustle for the work. So it is a great long-term investment, and I'm sure you would agree with that part. In terms of from a tax perspective, it is considered a passive loss. And what does that mean? It just means that, again, it's idea of like passive income. So if, if you buy a property and you incur a, a passive loss, you can only deducted to the extent of passive income. So if you only have a passive loss, it is what it's what the IRS would call suspended and it moves forward to the next year. And hopefully you can offset it. And let's pause because this, this is the part that I had to sit on. When you when you say passive loss, the IRS treats depreciation, right? Or the the cost of the property and we won't we don't we don't want to confuse them with all the different costs but if you know if I buy a property for a million dollars you what, what you're saying is uh, I can I can depreciate the expense of that real estate property over over time and over it, and, time correct and IRS treat or the accounting or IRS treats it as a as a deductible expense. Okay. But if but if all you have is is deductible expenses, then you obviously have a loss. Well, the IRS will say it is a passive loss. So Got again, it. it's back to the idea: if, if you don't have passive income to offset it, well, you cannot recognize it. So it mm-hmm. would, like I said, they say suspended, just meaning it's not it, you can't take it this year, but you can take it next year mm-hmm. if you have more passive income. So 
a lot of times when when individuals go out and buy real estate, they get excited about it because hey, it's a great investment. But they're thinking, woohoo, I'm going to have lots of you know tax savings this year. And what what's I think the marketing or you know whoever they're talking to don't tell them is it's a passive loss. You have to be really thoughtful when you're doing it, or you just have to come in with the expectation that you're ponying up the money. And it's not you're not going to see the tax benefit this year. Deferred gratification. What what a shock. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you, have, you have to be patient. What a shock. <laughs> thinking like, you know, it's but but if you just think long term, just think if you had this huge passive loss this year, think when you sell the property for two million. And if you can 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 if the loss hasn't been completely used up, it can be offset against the capital gain on the property. So, I mean, there's lot, some long-term benefits and obviously, hopefully, it's a, an income-generating property for you. So, so let me do this, too, just because, again, I know that um, this is a new concept for a lot of people. I'm going to give an example and I'm going to explain it and you let me know if I'm right. So, And I'm going I'm to simplify it. Let's say I have an extra million dollars, right? And I can... You didn't lend to me first. <laughs> <laughs> right? I have an extra million dollars and, and I can invest the million into, you know, investment A, which I expect to turn my million into into three million in 10 years. Right. Or investment B, which is like a, a real estate property, which could also turn my money into a million and in, in, or three million in 10 years. Right. So so both of them will be similar returns. But the difference is the real estate, you know, the first investment won't allow me to do depreciation. But the second investment will allow me to do uh, depreciation. So what that means, and let's say, and let's for simplicity's sake, let's say we depreciated over 10 years, right? right. So I mean, a hundred grand a year. And let's also say the property generates income of a hundred grand a year. I'm doing super simple assumptions just to make, just right. To make exactly make right. So, so, so what you're saying is over 10 years in this example, starting year two, right? Over, uh, I can make a hundred grand a year and not pay taxes on it because of depreciation. Correct. And, and that in and, and that simple example, we assume you have no other expenses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm super oversimplifying. Well, you know, and, and, and I was going to say, just as a caveat to depending upon the type of real estate property you buy, there's a different depreciable life and it isn't 10 years. But I mean, like yeah. you said, we don't want we don't want to get into the weeds, but I just want to throw out that caveat. But you're absolutely right. If you made 100 grand every year and your only expense was depreciation of, of 100,000 or a million dollars divided by 10. That nets to zero, so Got no it. no tax for you. Yes, that's correct. Got it. And 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 so that's how the wealthy people are like making you know not not the only reason, but a big reason why they buy real estate and how they're able to keep their income relatively low because they get on the they get on the side of the you know quadrant like Rich Dad says, uh, where the tax law is advantageous. You know, exactly. To business owners and investors, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's it and it is a great investment. It's just um you, you just kind of want to temper it with the idea that you are not going to have all these losses in the first year. Yeah. Because again, but if you can and if you just think strategically and long term, okay, that's great. You knew what you were investing in. And then too, just think I know this would kind of piggyback into something like what Jason Grimes once had talked with you about. Once you buy the first property. You can then leverage against it to take a loan out to buy property number two and mm -hmm. then property number three. You know, I mean, there's that's another way to continue to build some some wealth, uh, some wealth for you. I hope everybody's hearing the theme. 
as an investment advisor, I always talk about having a five and 10 year time frame allows you to put, have the mindset to really make money. Because if you're trying to make money in 12 months or six months or three months, there's, you're not going to make any money. Same with uh, buying life insurance, right? If you are you know, buying a life insurance policy that builds cash over time, like John talks about, you're not going to have a lot of money in the first few years. Same with taxes. If you want Allison to turn water into wine in a year. <laughs> you know. It might be vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> but you can help clients create a strategy where five years from now, three years from now, seven years from now, you're like, hey, we, you know, we got to like, I think you said this in one episode, begin with the end in mind. So where do we want to be five years from now? And let's backtrack and build a plan so that so that taxes get easier. But you, but you, you have to plan, right? And or and not just necessarily easier, but efficient. Like because yeah. just think too, if you if you did b- borrow the pro- borrow against property number one to borrow property to buy property two, well then you've got an additional expense beyond just the depreciation, interest expense. Presumably, it's going to be offset by all the great income you're going to bring in. But just think, there's another great great way to help you know manage your tax expectations too. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I think. Everybody ought to share this podcast with somebody they know who is wealthy, wants to be wealthy, makes a high income because we we dropping gems and nuggets, right? <laughs> I was going to say more than just gems and nuggets. It's good, solid advice to think with the end in mind. Absolutely. Well, let everybody know how they can reach you if they have any other questions or thoughts or well, you can reach reach me on my uh, at my website rifemartincpa.com. Or you can email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com. And I would so love to help anybody out, especially right now at tax time as we're starting to think about planning for 2023. But I'd love to help anybody out. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day, Philip. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.